Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode 171 in 2024. Social distance edition. <laughs> I am sick. Um, I got the vid. Um, I'm on like day four or five now. I think I'm on five. Of at least knowing. Yeah, it's true. Um, feel worse today than I did yesterday. I don't know. Just, yeah. Man, like, there might be a bit of an echo in this episode. Yeah, like I'm already hearing it. Are you? Well, it could just be because there's no other noise happening in this room. Yeah. So normally we podcast in our room. We have a room. Um, we are now podcasting in our like main area of our house because Jack doesn't want to be near me for some strange reason. Yeah, we're in our kitchen, kitchen, dining, living room. That's all just one room. <laughs> it's all just one room. As the bell guy that set up our TV and internet said, your house is so small. Yeah, 400 times he said it. Why do you need this? Your house is small. Um, yeah, how are you doing, Jack? Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. Planning to record a joke show tomorrow remotely. Oh, nice. Um, I didn't tell dad this, but I'm just going to text him and be like, Hey, are you free for like 30 minutes tomorrow? Oh, just 30 minutes for you too? Well, cause I'll just condense what we do. Yeah. Um, cause obviously we got to talk about Canada, lost yeah. the world juniors. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Love, right. love the tournament. Still going to watch it, but tough to see something so sad happen to a 19 year old. Yeah. That's going to have to live with it for a while. Mm hmm. No matter how talented of a hockey player they are, it's still going to weigh on them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but otherwise, I'm good trying to stay away from old leper over there. <laughs> and uh, I'm the only one in the house that's sick. And so I've been sequestered to my room, which sounds ideal most of the time. Um, but it is starting to weigh on me. Like when no one's around, I just come on the main floor because I'm like, ooh, I'm out of my room. Um, so, yeah. And then we banish you back. As soon as anyone comes on the main floor, I'm like, hey, I'm going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, right? Christmas has all gotten... uh, Well, we did our Christmas, obviously. And and then New Year's got ruined because I found out New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we were supposed to do a whole, like, my side of the family Christmas. And that has now been postponed. Not just because of you, though. No, I mean... mostly because of me and then everyone else is kind of like yeah let's just you know what are you doing i don't know (laughs) fidgeting (laughs) okay i got it it just seemed a little low and i'm trying to talk like close to it so we don't have echo does that help i think this helps this also may sound like we're uh, an airline pilot yeah right uh today we're gonna have choppy skies (laughs) and uh it's choppy all right so first show back 2024 yeah you're sick and i'm sad yeah well i feel like i got over You've had pretty a couple of days now hasn't it been a couple of days since they lost i think it was oh yeah i guess it's been two days <laughs> yeah yeah after it happened because it just bounced off someone's skate and there was like 11 seconds left there was no point i just like laid with my face on the carpet for about two minutes and then yeah. i got up and there was shit all over my face mm-hmm. so then i kind of laughed because i'm like i was dramatic that was dramatic but it's sad like you said before this is your favorite sporting event of the entire year mm-hmm. so i can appreciate how sad it is yeah yeah 
Uh, so let's stop being sad. Yeah, let's get into it. And maybe not be sick. Um, <laughs> today we have our IMC Lost in Translation and Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. And then we have alternate movie endings, which has kind of evolved into we'll just talk about some movie endings. And there's like one perfect example we have. And then the rest of it is kind of it's kind of loose. And then we have some ideas of like, oh, is was this a good ending? Was it not? We just want to talk about endings of movies. Some are good. Some are bad. I feel like, um, you know, to end a movie, you and I were talking about it the other day, to end a movie is very hard. You're telling the story and you're. And then it just, the movie just has to, like, the story stops. And that's not realistic to life because things just keep going. Until death. Well, even then you have other things. You have friends, family that, you know, their stories. Like, you're, I don't know, you're just, it's it's just hard to end a movie and make it, make it worthwhile and make it, like, where people end and they feel good about it. Like, they're like, yes, that made sense. That's, I'm okay with the story being wrapped up. Do you like ambiguous endings? Do you like, like everybody likes different things, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to talk about endings of movies. So there might be some spoilers. So definitely, definitely spoilers. Yeah. But most of the movies are pretty old that we're talking about. Like you should, you should know how they end. Yeah. Like we're not going to talk about Saltburn. No. Although. There's some murder on the dance floor. There is some murder on the dance floor. That was a great scene. Um, Casey's Corner. Yeah, Case Corner. Um, so Golden Globes this Sunday, everyone, uh, January 7th. Definitely check it out. I think it'll be a good time. Kickstart off the award season. Um, RIP to Tom Wilkinson. He was 75. Jack didn't know who he was at first, but then once you kind of looked him up, you knew him. But he's been, a, he's pretty popular. He's, well, like, from, I knew who he was. Um, he was in Snowden, Selma, Grand Budapest Hotel. But where I think I know him the best is um, Mission Impossible. Um, he For plays, like, the senator. Getting shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> plays the senator or, uh, um, or something, governor or whatever. Somebody important like that. Um, so, yeah. R.I.P. to him, and that's that. That's it. No. Taylor was at both games, Christmas and New Year's Eve. She looked adorable. Everything's great. We're gonna. I'm not. I'm going to try and make Casey's Corner not just all about Taylor. She is rumored to be going to the Golden Globes because her era's tour movie is nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, Travis happens his team happens to be playing in LA. I mean, talk about invisible string though. Come on. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be playing. Well, he also won't be going to the golden. No, no, no. I I'm not expecting him to go golden globes and I'm not expecting her to be at the game, but I just I still find it funny that they're like both going to be in the same. Yeah. Do you find that? I don't know. Just certain things that I'm like, wow, that is really crazy how that's all kind of lined up. Um, I mean, maybe they can have a little dinner date or something. You never know. A, a breakfast date or something. Is this your favorite celebrity couple ever? Uh, right now, it's the best thing ever. What about ever? No, not ever. Um, I just can't think of any right now. You know I love Dax and Kristen. Um, I like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. But like they've been all together a long time. This is new, and it's like... You know, I think from the point of view of we've seen her in these relationships where she has to dim her light a little bit. 
and he's so fun and he he's just he's fun to watch he's he's a he's good at what he does too he's got his own thing going on but he's not trying to dim her it's just like I don't know just like it's just a really sweet it's exactly what you want for people everybody in the world not just celebrities to find their like person you know mm-hmm. yeah okay all right uh i guess long distance imc yes rock, paper scissors yes rock paper scissors, scissors. shoot mm, mm, mm. i win i'm gonna go first um because i think if you say anything bad about lost in translation i will have a hard time recovering so i'm gonna go first i watched punch wow punch drunk love for the second time i asked to watch it because i haven't seen it in a long time it is from 2002 it has a runtime of one hour 35 minutes it is 7.3 on imdb uh writer director paul thomas anderson he he's just he's just weird like look up his he's just a weird guy and i like and i'm you know i'm down for weird right normally this is a restricted movie which i found funny because not really a lot like i don't know why it's restricted anyways cast we have adam sandler emily watson philip seymour hoffman and then some peripheral people but those are kind of your main ones Um, So the plot is a socially frustrated and occasionally violent um, Barry Egan. I had another word in there, but I can't actually see it. Um, Barry Egan calls a phone sex line. That might be why it's restricted. Nothing really is said, though. Anyways, uh, to curb his loneliness. But this will land him in deep trouble and will jeopardize his new romance. So production was filming took actually a year and a half. Um, Anderson had scrapped the first two weeks of shooting. So can you imagine shooting for two weeks? And then he's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, And also there was some Hollywood strike stuff in there. So it took a year and a half, which is long because this movie, it doesn't take place in like one area, but you can tell it wouldn't have cost like a lot of money. Like there aren't a lot of settings. No. And it, they're pretty basic like the place where he works is like a like a garage type like an industrial area but it's like in a garage and he sells like bathroom stuff anyways um out of of a garage yeah like like kind of like a car garage place like think of that and then he has like an office in there and then he has some product not a lot of product though and he's like obsessed with like these pudding cups because they give you um like miles so you can go on vacation so he's like bought all these pudding cups everywhere anyways it's weird guys um it costs 30 million dollars what's their budget a little shocking to me because i don't really understand where that went but editing is um it's pretty basic like it's just a it's it's a basic editing movie like there wasn't anything that really stood out to me lighting and color so this is pretty cool in between scenes they have these like color screens that it's hard to explain, but it's like, it's like, um, kind of like columns of, of color and they all kind of blend together and it's, it's kind of to represent. So how Paul Thomas Anderson explained it is like blue represents Barry who's, who's Adam Sandler's emotional state. And then the red is, um, an 
opportunity escape. I don't know. And then white is his physical state or isolation. So like depending on how he's feeling, you have this like color scheme, which like for me, I don't need, I didn't need to know where he was on the scale. Cause you know, cause this guy has like these violent outbursts all the time. So for me, I'm like, He's clearly not doing well. He's so he's either in punch or drunk, <laughs> yeah, or love. Yeah, like it's yeah. Um, I mean, I, I it's an interesting way to kind of show the audience because there there isn't a lot of talk. It's one of those movies where there's a lot of like st- like we're staring off into space and you know like long long shots of of no, kind of not nothing but just whatever, right? Um. Um, okay, so lines, I only did one, but I thought it was pretty significant to the movie. And it was, um, I don't know if there is anything wrong because I don't know how other people are. So I thought that was good because it's like, I, I don't know because I don't know how everyone else is doing kind of thing. So I thought that was a good one. Um, my likes are, I, I like seeing Adam Sandler acting like this. Like, you know, when it, he's funny. I said that in quotes, guys. You know, when he's being funny with his funny voices and his like... Goofy. Yeah, goofy. You're not really seeing his acting ability. But I feel like in this, same as like Uncut Gems, which Uncut Gems is phenomenal. And I loved that movie. Um, I think you just get to see his like acting ability more. Um, My dislikes are majority of the movie what I will say is like just the overall for this movie is like I understand why people like it like when I see it I'm like I understand why people like it there are kind of these layers and there's like these like deeper meanings to things that you have to be like oh this means this or you know like you can kind of it's almost like you could analyze this film right I just personally it's not my it's not my thing but I'm glad I gave it another try because it has been one of those movies that has I know it's on a lot of people's lists of their favorite movie um and I think it's either one of those you either love it or you don't because when I looked at the ratings they were either fives or ones there was like a couple fours and threes and twos like whatever but when you look at it it is either fives or ones so I I do think it is you love it or you I don't want to say hate but you know what I mean either it's your favorite or you don't like it so I I'm in the camp of not for me um but I am glad that I gave it another shot yeah nice all right uh my movie is 2003's Lost in Translation. You know, like excited to hear about this. Because I know you're going to diss my movie. Uh, hour 42 minute runtime, 7.7 7 out of 10 on IMDb, written and directed by Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. Uh, tagline, everyone wants to be found. Oh, I didn't know. See, that's a good tagline for that movie. That's a good tagline. I don't even know if there was one for Punch Drunk Club. Sorry, go. Uh, plot, a washed up actor and a confused, neglected young wife. Like Scarlett Johansson was 17 when she did this. <laughs> <clears throat> I better not be getting sick live on the podcast. Um, so yeah, a washed up actor and a confused, neglected young wife meet in Tokyo, both feeling lost. They develop a strong bond, but are the developments time and place based or long lasting? Wow. 
That last part I did myself. I just want to give myself credit. Okay. Uh, cast with Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson is pretty much it. Yeah. But Giovanni Ribisi, Anna Faris, uh, Fumihiro Hayashi, and Catherine Lambert are also in it. They're there. They're in it. I think Anna Faris is in like two scenes. Right. Maybe three. Okay. Uh, production, do you know how much this movie costs to make? I'm going to say $5 million. Very close. Four. Yeah. $4 million. And most of it is probably having to go to Tokyo. Yeah. And bring all the production there. Uh, And then in the box office, it made $118 million. Nice. That's a good return. Uh, So when Sofia Coppola wrote this movie, she only envisioned Bill Murray playing the lead and wouldn't make the movie if he wasn't in it. Yeah. I love that. I love that energy of just like, no, this is who it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he agreed to it, but wouldn't sign a contract. So Coppola had to talk to a director that, that Bill Murray's very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not have heard of him. His name is Wes Anderson. <laughs> and she and he reassured her that if he agreed to do the projects, he will be there. Right. And he was. I think. They were married or went out, didn't they? Wes Anderson and Sofia Coppola. That's a you would yeah. know that. Um, and then on multiple occasions, it has been accused of racial stereotyping. Mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola lived in Tokyo and said all of her experience, all of this was just from her experience. Mm-hmm. So, kind of teeters that line. There are quite a bit of stereotypes and like. Like they go on a Japanese game sh- or not even game show, like a talk show, right? And that's it was like pretty stereotypical. Most of it kind of seemed like any any of the stereotypes that you might see kind of just seemed unnecessary to use. Okay. That again, like those kind of characters, like the setting acts as a as a character, kind of like Sex in the City, right? And it's almost like the like obviously you need some human interaction because people are moving around places and need to go to restaurants and stuff but it just kind of felt like it did feel a little weird of like i used like it's almost saying that kind of all act one way or another okay it's either like the super respectful quiet business types or the super loud over the top screaming type right right um editing oh wait i don't think did i say uh it took 27 days to film no that's incredible though probably because that that budget was tight and you only have so much time in tokyo yeah um editing really just the first kind of drive through tokyo is really cool all the billboards just kind of it's it's a big city and i feel like people do kind of forget that yeah so driving through tokyo is pretty cool sound Scarlett Johansson just walks in on these monks chanting and unlike was it amazing no I think it was broke down palace where um they just kind of were like laughing at the people praying but like this was a serious movie so we just kind of like she just stood there and watched for like a minute so that was it was nice that not all movies are gonna go <laughs> this is crazy these uh, two high school girls yeah um at one point, Bill Murray's swimming through, like, a older person aerobics, like, in the water, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's 
beautiful. So as he's swimming, he's coming up for air and going back under. And as he comes up, you hear the water. And as he's going down, you can hear the music muffled as you would if you were swimming. If you are under water. And it was just, it was, it was beautiful. Oh, nice. Uh, then they at one point go through this place where there's slot machines and I almost had to mute the movie because it was just so loud and disorienting, but it kind of added to, they were like, I don't really know what they did, but like they were with a group and they either like didn't pay their bill, but they like ran out and a guy was like shooting at them. Oh, okay. But everyone was laughing. So I, I guess it wasn't bullets. Oh. It was maybe like a paintball gun or something. Right, right. BB gun or. Yeah. And then they uh, do karaoke again. Oh, they're. Right. Stereotype. Yeah. Um, lighting and color. They go to this beautiful arcade. It's only for a few seconds, but it's it's really cool. The lights and colors. Um, and then. I'm struggling. It's okay. Sorry. Uh, Bill Murray goes to see, goes on this talk show and they call him Japanese Johnny Carson. And he's wearing this just like bright pink suit and there's color. So again, that's where I could see some of the stereotypes people think. Right. But. Okay, no. I won't push back on that. I'm like, is it stereotypes or is it just like what it is? Like, that's there. It could be from her experiences, but... Yeah. I guess you also... If you change it, would people be upset otherwise? Yeah. Like, if you're just... I don't know. If they were... Anytime they do Canadian stuff, they make us all sound exactly the same. Like, we're from, you know, we have that Canadian accent. I mean, we do all say A and stuff. I don't, I don't really. You don't say A? Not really. Yeah. I don't I do know. Have, but I, I mean, there's stereotypes, but I wouldn't be mad about it. Like, I would be like, yeah, that seems like. Um, well, because we're portrayed as just like nice people. Yeah, that's like, true. That's true. Um, cinematography, opening shot, just Scarlett Johansson's ass. Just. There you go. Just right there. What more do you want in a movie? <laughs> uh, and then Bill Murray tries to get in the shower, but he's too tall for it. Mm-hmm. But they don't like, because, yeah, this isn't, this is this is a drama. This isn't a comedy. So it's just like two seconds of him like, oh, man, <laughs> shower. And then they just cut. And I'm like, perfect. That was a good joke to just toss in there. Yeah. But we don't need to spend 20 seconds of him like fidgeting and like he breaks something. Right, right um and then he goes golfing which bill murray avid golfer i feel like he golfs in like most of his movies yeah um and then just the background of mountains in japan very pretty um acting again it's bill murray and scarlett johansson scarlett johansson again 17 years old doing trying to play the you could get away with like she's in her early 20s and married um they just have such good chemistry. They have such trust in one another that their relationship does build pretty fast. But in most parts, I would probably complain about that. But in this kind of context of the movie, it kind of makes sense that they're they're both lost and they're confiding in each other and trying to help each other out with their own issues. Yeah. So they're kind of being like friends, confidants, fast. Yeah. Fast friends. Yeah. And then the setting just kind of adds adds another piece of them being together. Again, they're lost. And then because they're in a country where you don't speak the language, you need some translation. That's right. Um, writing best lines. I wrote that there's just like not... It's more conversations kind of back and forth that are impactful. A few of the lines... Um, so Skylar Johansson has his friends and Bill Murray goes out with them. And... 
they kind of like catch up at one point. He goes, my Japanese is so good that we're speaking Eng- English. Oh. <laughs> um, then there's these two like finance bros in like the beginning that meet him at this like kind of cool like this like bar that you can smoke at, but it's like inside. I guess it would be like a cigar bar, maybe? Yeah, maybe, like yeah. That. And they recognize him, and you could just see from the jump how lonely he is. Right. Setting up his character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlett Johansson with a couple... This one definitely hit hard. Um, I feel so alone even when I'm surrounded by other people. Yeah. Ouch. And... Uh, a funny line she has is, um, you're probably just going through a midlife crisis. Have you bought a Porsche yet? <laughs> um, he tells her you're not hopeless because her character, again, very complex. Kind of wanted, I would have wanted a little more, like there, she's in a lot of the movie, but I feel like I would have wanted to know kind of more. More of her backstory? Yeah, or? more into the depths of her. Yeah. Outside of like, she's a philosophy major. She went to Yale. She's kind of like, not stuck up, but like Anna Ferris comes and talks to her and Giovanni Ribisi. And then she's like, yeah, she's kind of dumb. And he's like, why do you have to point that out about everyone? Mm. But she was, she was pretty dumb. Yeah. Um... Uh, yeah, it tells her you're not hopeless. Yeah, more like long, drawn-out conversations. I did toss in the awards category because it was nominated for four Oscars, one win for Best Original Screenplay. Nice. Also nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Actor, and Best Director, even though it's a, oh. it's a man's award. but Yeah. No, well, she kidding. didn't win, so. No, she didn't. Just nominated. Yeah. <laughs> one step at a time here. You can only give them so much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Those are all jokes, by the way. Very That's much the way jokes. Jack and I joke. Um, likes using emotion to drive the story. Mm-hmm. I found it different and interesting. And uh, just focus on our two main characters. That's all a good movie that isn't too complicated needs. It's just two characters, good writing, and cool scenery. Yep. Um, dislikes. I know I just said I liked it because it was driven by emotion and that kind of stuff but there's just like not a lot of plot there's just like i don't know they're both in japan they're both not happy for their own reasons and they become friends yeah yeah um it takes a long time to set up like they kind of meet each other for a second and then they like i know you're supposed to slowly build but i feel like because their relationship goes on so strong i've kind of wish it just started strong right instead of having that slow build that we didn't need because we knew they didn't have anybody else so that they were going to become close right um and then questions uh scarlett johansson because i looked this up after did smoke at one time because she smokes like a couple cigarettes in the movie nothing crazy but she was like embarrassed and like admits to her like in real life like admits to it and tells her daughter like you know it's not cool don't do it but like i think it really changed her voice oh yeah because when they found her and wanted her for this movie she was known as kind of like the small girl with like a husky voice raspy yeah but it became but it wasn't really raspy yet yeah like she's raspy now right but i wonder where that changed or how that changed also she's a singer so i wonder if like something with like the way she sings too right could be 
Um, and then obviously the big question, probably one of the biggest cinematic questions ever. Yeah. What does he whisper to her? What does he whisper? Because originally it was scripted that he was going to say something, but you couldn't hear it. Yeah. And he just, then Sophia said, just, you know. Do it. Just Just, wing it. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. And then I think, because she, I'm pretty sure she knows because she was going to like dub it or yeah, dub it. So like have Bill Murray record it again so that we could all hear it but we don't so it's just something that's gonna stay between them no and i love that normally i wouldn't like something like that i want to be in the know of everything and i want to but i feel like that is a movie mystery that i actually really love that we don't know because then it's kind of left up to interpretation right could be whatever it could be i love you it could be you got this could be like screw you thank you for no never come never talk to me again no like you changed my life you i feel like thank you would be a good one yeah just like some way of thank you probably not like just thank you like but just like in in a way of saying thank you like you brought me so much joy this week or i don't know like something like that i think would be really cool but Mm. that is definitely what he said something along those lines obviously right could have been i love you yeah but not really like i no, don't that's I not never, their relationship it's not their relationship but no so overall sorry you did say that um if you're looking for an extremely well-written shot and acted film that may take liberties with its location and stereotypes this movie's for you nice see didn't didn't, didn't bash it. it too hard eh? No. no but you see why i like it yes like it's totally my tip. Well, I love Sofia Coppola because I think she makes movies that have this kind of slow burn that really that really center around people's whatever they're going through. Like if they're you know, she builds characters. So, yeah, like even in the movie On the Rocks, Okay, so maybe her husband's cheating on her, but the entire movie is kind of surrounded by that. It's not a huge story yet they do it because then they have like father daughter stuff and it's funny in that movie that it's just not really a big deal like it is what brings them together but it's kind of like i don't know he might be yeah yeah but there's more to it but it is just she she brings you people she brings you like you know these like flawed humans that we all are onto the screen and she has a it is a slow way of, of doing things it's got a, a rhythm to it that if you don't like that rhythm you're probably not going to like any of her movies because they're all they all have that kind of same you know like virgin suicides and like all, all of them they all have that slowness which normally i wouldn't be into but i like i like the character she develops i like the character she gives us and stuff so and she likes people with similar voices yeah rashida jones and scarlett johansson Yes. Can you flip the light a little bit? Sorry, I just can't really see now. It's like 3.30, so it's almost dark. <laughs> so sad. So sad. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into these alternate movie endings and movie endings in general. What do you want to talk? Good endings first or movies we would change? Um maybe let's ch- let's change some endings first okay that's well, end on a high note yeah okay 
Um, I have a few that are like when I was making my list, I have they have the same kind of energy, and that is Baby Driver, yep. Bullet Train, and I Care a Lot, which I know you haven't seen, but those three movies all to me have that same chaotic ending. Like it's going along really well. I Care a Lot was so well done, and then at the end, it's just like chaos, like. I don't know. Bullet Train, same thing. Like the way they developed the story, it was so well done. And then yeah, even for like what you could consider, I don't want to say dumb action movie, but like it's not a lot of plot. It's just like people trying to kill each other. And then you get to the end and it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Just let's shoot everybody. Yeah, let's shoot people. People get hit by trains. Like Some, someone baby, might survive. Baby Driver, that if. If you're if you haven't seen this movie, watch the first twenty. You're gonna be so impressed. The editing, the way they do it with the music, the it is so well done, and you're so into it. And then the last like half hour, you're just like, is this a different movie? I don't understand why. Wh- how did it get so chaotic at the end? It doesn't even make sense, really. Yeah, pretty much. You could probably just turn it off when like the last heist goes wrong. Yeah, because I think. What I would ultimately, if we were given that control to change it, I think I would just leave it ambiguous. I don't think that movie needed to be tied up with a bow. Like, I don't think I needed to know if he got out of it or not. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't need to know it because for me, the movie was so strong in itself of the way it was all put together and the characters they developed that I think I didn't need it to be okay does everybody just die now like yeah, does everyone die do baby and lily james like do they get away like i could have i kind of would have wanted to like leave that up to interpretation and kind of open that conversation of like oh do you think they get away do you think john ham and isaac gonzalez are gonna hunt them down or right. what's kevin spacey gonna do what's jamie fox gonna do i mean we know what he does but like we know all those answers but the movie didn't necessarily need it no like they could have done a, a baby driver too with like i don't know them hunting them down or so. i don't know like it could have i don't know they just i feel like they get to a point when they're writing i would love to be in a writer's room and they're just like yes 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 this is all working so well okay how we're gonna end the movie and they're like just everybody shoot everybody you yeah, know we're just gonna completely change the tone of everything yeah like it's going along in a certain way and then it just it's just chaos and it like I care a lot. I would love you to watch the movie because up until a certain point, it's a really well done movie. And it's like scary how like, just, I don't know, these, these people are psychotic and you're just like, I cannot believe people take advantage of other people like that. And the connections of some of the character, like it's some, it's some really good. And then it just goes off the rails. Like you're like, what is happening? And that's what you're left with. And that's what, people have to remember that's what you're left with like that's what you remember is kind of an ending of a movie right like you know it kind of it's ruins it a little bit (laughs) what else do you got jack um this is the end and i know it is a ridiculous movie but it really just runs into like i don't know let's just like bring this character back throw in a cool cameo and then have an end song yeah. with NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, one of the two. I think it was Backstreet Boys. I think it was Backstreet Boys, yeah. And it just felt like, I guess it kind of makes sense for the movie that it was, but I, but I was kind of hoping for like an actual, like, good ending. Yeah. 
because the movie did have potential and what would you do you know of an idea or are you not I don't know. really I, if anything i would have kind of just rather them all die as right. like, like messed up as that is like maybe like just the whole place blows up and yeah like because there's like a dragon or something yeah, there that is comes something, in yeah and like danny mcbride comes back and like i kind of just like didn't i didn't need it to end well because i know it's they're, silly they're okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> in real life yeah um i mean i'm gonna stand i'm gonna i'm gonna die on this hill that titanic was it was unnecessary okay? or at least just like cut the door in half like, like make it where like only over. she could be on it like move over and let him get on or there's a whole bunch of other shit in the ocean everything's like find another piece to lay on or something i do get it because you're trying to make her like she was this independent woman and she went and she made a big life for herself that didn't include all of this money and stuff. Like I get the point of it, but at the same time, like it was just silly, like watching him just Jack, Jack, you know, like, yeah, I like the, I support, I support the Jack is a time traveler theory. (laughs) I think that's, I think that's amazing. And also justice for Billy Zane. Like, yeah, he wasn't a good person, but like, no, I don't know, like an asshole. Your like girlfriend broke up with you over this guy that like taught you how to spit. Um, and dance. Ooh. <laughs> no, I just he was an ass though. No wonder. Oh, it was he like hit her. Yeah, he was not good. No, not a good person. En- entertaining character though. Yeah. He was like trying to shoot them while the sip it, ship is sinking. Yeah, right. It's like, buddy, just every man for himself. Don't worry about them right now. Yeah, it's also hard with true stories. Like, yeah, how do you make them interesting? Because my other one is Remember the Titans because it doesn't ruin the movie, but in real life, like, the linebacker, I can't think of his name now, like, d- did die in a car accident. He got mm-hmm. in a car accident and then got into another car accident that killed him. Right. Obviously, you can't change that. That's just what happened. They do just kind of, like, they just tell you at they the just, end. They just, like, breeze. Yeah. They don't show you. But also, like, in real life, none of those games that they played were close. Right. And it's the sports movie cliche of, like, oh, man, it's going to come down to the last play. (laughs) Yeah. But then if you look up all those scores, it was never close. So it's, like, what was the point of making them close if they weren't? Like, it kind of would have been almost, like, more, like, camaraderie of, like, they came together so well that that no one else was even close. Totally. Yeah. Like, don't hollywoodize it so much that it's not even like it's a true story so just stick to the facts as much as possible right also that they all the other teams were white but the other schools had also integrated right so i thought that was kind of weird yeah i'm like no only this school did it (laughs) only this school isn't racist right right um I saw Lucy on so many lists that I I've never seen this movie, but now I'm like dying to know how it ends because every list, if I was just trying to jog my memory of like some movies that I wanted to do on this list and Lucy was on every single movie list and you haven't seen it either. No, no. And now I'm just dying to see, but it's not really my type of movie, but I don't know. Maybe I'll read a spoiler or something just to see. Because I was like, wow, what is happening? Um, I'll stick with a couple more sports movies. Uh, again, A Hill I Will Die On. Watch Karate Kid, the original. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso, not the good guy. No. He's not the hero of the story. He's a jerk. He starts every fight. 
And and the final thing, I know they sweep the leg and he has to do the crane kick. It's also illegal because he kicks the kid in the face. Right. Which they say at the beginning, like, kicks to the face are illegal. But they just go, wow, well, they swept the leg, so you get away with this? <laughs> Eye for an eye here. Yeah, like, that's why I kind of am interested in what Cobra Kai, like, the show is. Because clearly they're not just, like, going to make them just the bad guys. Yeah. Like, Daniel Russo, not, not a good person. No. And Mr. Miyagi is, like, the best. He is. Kind of, I mean, more in the newer one where he just kind of has him do it. I guess it's both of them. Just has him doing chores to learn karate. But then it does actually, like, work. You Mr. Miyagi'd me. Yeah. And um, Rocky Five, the worst Rocky movie by far, that just ends in a street fight. Oh, okay. I've never seen that one. It's, um, I can't remember who, I think it's Tommy Gunn is, like, the character that wants to challenge rocky for the like world belt or whatever and it just turns into a street fight and it's like what you guys know like you could do this just like professionally right right but no let's just end in a street fight i think a lot of people me included just pretend that didn't exist yeah we just uh, like glaze over that one yeah because also because i think creed takes liberties from rocky five of like the timeline and Mm -hmm. apollo or yeah, Apollo Creed. The problem, I guess, with a street fight is there's no ending. Like, uh, what there's do you no rules unless one the... of you die. That's what I mean. Like, it's just to the death. Like, that's it. I, I do love saying on TikTok that they don't always show full movie scenes, but one of from not well because there's now Reacher with Alan Richson, but Jack Reacher, like the Tom Cruise movie, which is kind of funny when people talk about the books of Jack Reacher. Yeah, look more like Alan Richson yeah. than Tom Cruise. He's a big guy, man. Big man, and had to gain like thirty pounds of pure muscle. Wow, you can tell. Um, but Jack Reacher fights like five guys like five on one and it is one of those like cliches of like you know if like three of you went after him at once yeah you could, you could probably especially tom cruise he's a little guy he's a little guy alan rich and no maybe, no maybe not so much no no we need like 30 <laughs> yeah like i watched this like they handcuff him but the handcuffs wouldn't fit on his wrist yeah so they no, had to he, just use like something else his arms like when i the clip i saw his arms were i like they're the biggest arms I've ever seen. Like, they're huge. He'll always be Thad Castle in my heart. He'll be what? Thad Castle is a show called Blue Mountain State where it was just, it was very inappropriate. It was a football show, but like, they showed all like the partying and they do like drug Olympics. And he was it like, It was a scripted show? Yeah. He was oh, okay. like the captain of the team yeah. and was just like such an asshole. But like, entertaining like his name isn't even thad but when he was a kid he has a lisp oh. so they said like oh are you okay whatever your name i don't remember his name is probably like, chad or something or like brian oh. it was like a normal name he's like i'm thad oh. but he tried to say sad so oh like, okay so then they called him thad but yeah it's very outrageous show don't watch it if you're too young because it's yeah it's a little raunchy a little raunchy um i had country for old men on here because you had said it I don't remember how it ends. And I think it's such a good movie. So it's just when you build up two characters Mm -hmm. of like, they're going to face off and they're kind of like Anton sugar is just killing everyone that's in his way. And Josh Brolin is trying to do everything he can to hunt him down and get him Cause he wants the money. He wants the money and the side of like, if you take this like big criminal down, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But then just like, there's no satisfaction of like, how did it happen? I don't need to know. 
I don't I, I don't care who won. I mean, you know who does by yeah. the one that survives, but I wanted to see what happened. Like because their styles were so different, right? Yeah, like Anton Sugar would just do any and everything to get He's his so way. he was so psychotic, but in a in a methodical slow way, which is scarier to me. Yeah. Whereas Josh Brolin's character seemed like he was smart, but he was a little more like he always used guns or right. Like he just, he had a way about him. Whereas Anton was, he, he, he's all over the board. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm confused. I think Tommy Lee Jones was the cop, but Josh Brolin wasn't. Yeah. Cause Josh Brolin's also the cop in hell or high water. I think. Uh, okay. Or maybe uh, it's Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know. In hell or high water, it's Bo Bridges or Jeff Bridges. Isn't it? Oh, that's a third person to add to Uh-oh. that group now of old white dudes <laughs> that I can confuse. I just watched, um, well, it doesn't matter, but I just watched Tommy Lee Jones in Finest Kind. I was just like, he's getting old looking to me. Um, I have a couple that I want to talk about with twists. Okay, so when a movie comes along and they have a twist. Oh, wait, I have two, oh, I have two more. Sorry. Um, Sausage Party? Yeah. Because maybe if you go see that movie with your mom and it's just a funny movie about f- food, yeah, maybe don't have a big giant sex party at the end of it. Like, that yeah. is very graphic, very funny, but not great when you're watching it with your mom. Even though it's animated, it doesn't matter, you guys. Oh, it's so it was detailed, so inappropriate, and we're both like, "Oh wow, okay, don't." And you were young, like you would have been like twelve. Oh, well, I was a little older than that. I was 13? like a teenager. Okay, which kind of almost makes it worse, right? Uh, and then my last one is Spider-Man Three, the Sam Raimi, like from 2007. Okay. Because they tried to just throw a bunch of shit at the wall where it's like, all right, so there's a new Green Goblin and there's the Sandman and uh, Eddie Brock played by Topher Grace. He's also Venom. So it's just like three villains and like they're all fighting each other. It was just it was kind of a mess. It almost felt like they should have been told, okay, you can do a fourth movie so that you could have spread that out amongst two movies right right instead of trying to like cram a whole bunch into the one movie Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the one we just saw like the latest spider-man one yeah where they bring back all the villains but that made more sense because it was like the time continuum stuff multiverse uh let's get away from that um twists yep so when a movie has either a twist or something they're building up towards so my good example would be sixth sense i think it's a great twist i think the way it's done is really well done um a movie like don't worry darling um when they try and do a twist and they build something up and then you hear the twist and you're kind of like what like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hit home so don't worry darling would be my like didn't quite hit it sixth sense i think they did a really good job you know and then it ends and you're like you feel good you're like yes that felt good and then it kind of spiraled and right Shyamalan's career where you just always it, expected that it did it's too bad because i do think he's i think he is very talented but i think he tried to go on that path a little too much. And then every movie that people saw with him, they were just, you're always, you don't want to be twist fooled. Guy. You don't want to be fooled. So you're like, I will figure this out. And then if there isn't one or you're not satisfied with it, 
it's like that wasn't a good movie and that's not always fair right Mm -hmm. like he did it with um what's the one where they're amish but not really Science. science maybe anyways yeah something like that um any others or do you want to get into some good endings good well good because then there's also a few that i would say skew kind of in the middle okay like inception i understand that you needed to leave it ambiguous but like i think the movie would have ended way better if you just saw it like stop or like start to fall one way yeah Yeah. teeter like Uh instead of just like purely spinning because then there's just there's really no indication either way but i i also understand you can't end every movie perfectly see and for me i loved the ending i thought the ending was really well done i thought it was smart um i think that's a hard movie to end because because there's so many layers of this subconscious you're in and and so i think it was a hard movie to end and i think they did it brilliantly i didn't want to know i don't i like that they've left it if because it started teetering i would have been like oh okay because it never teetered right so you would have known so the way they did it it's like i don't know it's up to you guys whatever you think um the truman show yeah a good ending like i I don't have any problem with it like he wasn't just gonna live in his own tv show forever no and i like the way he kind of just walked up the stairs and like waved at the door right i don't i don't care how much fame whatever this brings me i just don't want this to be my life anymore yeah yeah for sure uh seven was on a lot of lists i was pretty shocked about saying like bad yeah that they didn't like the ending i was like what's in the box what it is pretty dark when you find out what is in the box totally um but the whole movie itself is like seven deadly sins this is not you know yeah this is gonna end pretty it's yeah this is not gonna end with like we're all singing ring around the rosy together you know like it's yeah it's gonna be some dark yeah i definitely wouldn't i would not even consider that a bad ending no um infinity war jack yeah a great ending it's even when you have to wait a year to find out the one complaint i did see about it and i said this maybe two minutes after finishing the movie for the first time is that everyone has contracts so you know like they had announced another spider-man movie they knew black panther was gonna have its own another movie i don't know if they were not they would have been Mm. announcing the sequel at that point so like you knew they were coming back yeah but just for those two minutes before i thought about it and it was just like oh my god they lost in this devastating way this is unbelievable it's that and empire strikes back right and even i would say you could throw the new spider-man across the spider-verse in that same middle middle movie totally yeah because they they're ending it but they they know they have to set up for another movie so you can't end it where there's no storyline there's nowhere to go yeah there's still there's still someone and something left there's still some story left I think after seeing all of these lists, one of my favorite endings to a movie would be, and this is an excellent movie with an excellent ending, is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I think, you know, when we get to see him walking on the beach and you just, their friendship and, and it's just a really, it wrap, it does wrap up the story. Like there's no, you're not left with any questions. You're just like, 
yeah, here are the men. <laughs> Guilty. No. <laughs> um, I think that was a really well done ending. I saw some debate about The Departed, the ending of it, because it is for what the ending is the whole movie you're like oh it was pretty tame until the end yeah until you're in the elevator and you're like wow that was a crazy way to end this movie and then there's still one more little twist coming totally yeah and then they end and then it's over there and you're like wow i have so many questions but i know we also couldn't continue the story anywhere else yeah because well, it just would have gotten too too messy too many also, lines would be crossed there's also no one really laughed so no not a lot no not a lot of people laughed. so um yeah i have also this is where i leave you i know i personally loved the ending i think it kind of showed so a lot of movies when we we build a love story and then you know, they end up together. They go running to each other. There's always some theatrical movie moment. And it's just him going like, yeah, I'm going to just take some time for myself. And he gets in a car while well, he steals his brother's car. And he just drives off by himself. I personally love that kind of ending. Like, I don't think it always needs to be perfectly tied in a bow. Yeah. Like, maybe they'll get together. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But they gave us... Like they both kind of learn from each other and they both went through a lot. And I don't know. I, I liked the ending. I'm like, he's just, he's going to go figure himself out and maybe they'll get together. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That's all that ones I have. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much just did the bad, the bad endings. The bad endings. I can't really think of anything. I know even some other Star Wars people brought up like Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That people didn't necessarily love that ending because there was a scenario where Luke puts on Darth Vader's helmet and says, like, I'm the new Dark Lord. Oh, boy. Like, that is a pretty, that'd be a pretty big swing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that would have, like, led into everything else we have in Star Wars now. Right. Like, I think everything kind of deserved to just be, there's no good or bad not not that there's no good or bad side but there's no like the empire isn't in charge it's just kind of like this blank liminal space that gave room for like the new trilogy and mandalorian and all these kind of in-between stories yeah plus we want the ewoks at the end so don't don't mess with that and like this is the best part yeah and your sister that (laughs) kissed you at one point yeah and then has the line of like I knew. Somehow I always knew. And right. it's like, well, okay, you, so you knew you were siblings <laughs> and still kissed them to make your boyfriend jealous. Right. Wow. I think I think Marley's ready for us to wrap it up. Yeah, that's it. All right, next week we've got our IMC's Beautiful Boy and Four Good Days. This will be a fun one, yes. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the Golden Globes. Yes. And we have uh, two taglines, one right, one wrong. We're going to see if we can either make a better tagline or kind of trip up the other person right and i have 12 12 12 tagline 24 total taglines yeah because that's my new year's resolution guys follow the follow rules. follow the rules all right casey got anything else i got nothing else all right then besides that we will see you next time bye